Hello everyone, welcome back. So, we hear so much these days of all the strife in our world. Uh, war here, war there, war everywhere it seems, the threat of World War III, um, threat of nuclear war. Uh, we hear of famines, uh, social divides between political spectrums that are so wide there is no meeting in the middle, there's no discussing between them, there's just this seemingly bitter hatred. Um, we also hear of d diseases like COVID and cancer and so many other diseases. Uh, COVID they call a pandemic. <laughs> a pandemic. Uh, COVID was and is terrible, don't get me wrong. Uh, I have family uh, and, and, and have had family and friends who have suffered with COVID. Uh, both of my, my, my brothers um, have it and one still has it. Uh, a couple of my sister-in-laws have had it, a few of my nephews, um, my stepmom, my dad, my mom has it right now. Uh, and, and many of my friends have had it. Uh, none died uh, nor hospitalized, thankfully. Uh, and, I, and I pray that my family who currently has COVID will, will be fine. Um, what is the result of of COVID worrying and fear-mongering from political leaders mean? Mandates that isolated and divided the population uh, made a social divide that worse than, than what it was before, turning people against other people, asking them to snitch on their neighbors. Um, and then we have the other side of the coin where people vehemently despise being told what to do and re refuse to, to 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 comply at all uh, and then we have vaccines being forced on people where they could get a vaccine or suffer being re rejected everywhere they go for not getting the vaccine uh, all of that is awful uh, terrible and despicable uh, what the real result of COVID has been is a true pandemic, one caused by human irresponsibility. Uh, what is the real pandemic? The real pandemic is depression and suicide rates skyrocketing, spreading through an isolated and afraid population like wildfire. How do we handle this mental health crisis? Uh, we need to turn to each other to support and uplift those who are struggling or even those who don't appear to be struggling for who knows who's putting up a facade. More importantly, we need to turn to the Bible, pray to God for help, pray that God will bring someone into our lives who can help us. Ask God to have the Holy Spirit give us the strength to carry on and to find answers. God has given us resources to get through our deepest and darkest times. We just need to use these resources. Uh, prayer is, is one of these resources. The church family is another. And the Bible is a very key resource. Uh, a resource that, as Christians, we so often forget to turn to, uh, which, is, which is very, very sad. Um, prayer needs to be our first action but when we start to feel depressed uh, or if we see others who are getting depressed uh, we're called to pray for those who can't or won't pray for themselves for they are not saved and we don't know if they are saved alvin vandergreen speaks to this in his book uh, love, love to pray 
in a segment called Interceding for Those Who Can't Pray for Themselves. Uh, and I'll read you his, his uh, what he has to say on this. Uh, he starts by quoting Job 42, 7-9. The, the Lord said to Eliphaz the Temanite, I am angry with you and your two friends. Go to my servant Job and sacrifice a burnt offering for yourselves. My servant Job will pray for you, and I will accept his prayer and not deal with you according to your folly. And the Lord accepted Job's prayer. Several recent polls in North America show that about 80% of the population do not have a saving relationship with Jesus Christ. That means people don't regularly have access to God's throne of grace. They may try to pray, but they cannot get through to God since access to the throne is only through Jesus Christ. That is a horrible, hopeless state to be in, cut off from the one who is the source of all grace and blessing. That was the state in which Eliphaz and his friends found themselves, at least temporarily, when God came to them and said, My servant Job will pray for you, and I will accept his prayer. This was God's way of saying, I won't listen to your prayers. You don't have access. You better get Job to pray for you. The word for intercession is, uh, in the original language of the New Testament, means having freedom of access. It was originally a technical term that meant meeting with a king in order to take a request. In the Bible, intercession means making a request of God on behalf of others. The privilege of access is given to believers not simply so that we may ask for ourselves, but also so that we may ask for others, especially those who have no access. God has so much to give them, but having determined long ago to give in response to asking, he withholds his gracious giving until we intercede. When believers begin to pray seriously for their neighbors, things begin to happen. When members of a church in Bakersfield, California, planted several lighthouses of prayer in an apartment complex to pray for those who lived there, the manager became a Christian. Drug dealers moved out. Crime rates went down. Many tenants started going to church. Several Bible studies started, and ten people made commitments to Christ. The difference was so evident that the police, discovering the reason for the changes, asked the church to consider planting similar lighthouses in their complexes. What do you think God wants to see happen in the lives of the people around you? Are you willing to be one of to be the one who intercedes? so that God will accomplish his will in your neighborhood through prayer. Try to imagine what it would be like to be non-Christian with no one to pray for you. Consider what it would mean for you if you were an unbeliever to live or work near a believer who would regularly pray for you. Prayer and the blessing from God that comes through prayer is a gift that you can give to non-Christians around you. Think about it. Thank God for the privilege of access to his throne opened up for you through Jesus Christ. If you fail to use your privilege of access to God on behalf of unsaved persons, confess the sin and claim God's forgiving grace. Tell God of your readiness to be a faithful intercessor and ask for his help in doing it. Ask God to make 
clear to you what he wants to accomplish in the lives of non-Christian persons or families he's led to you to pray for, led you to pray for. Wait patiently for God's answer. Pray about the things God brings to mind. So, I I love this particular um, segment of his book, uh, Love to Pray. Um, It it shows that prayer is a powerful tool uh, that should not be ignored. It enhances our relationship with God and connects us more deeply with the Holy Spirit. Uh, and it connects us with the with with our community and, and our and our fellow Christians and non Christians, um, and, and it is a beacon of hope in, in communities where d- despair is is everywhere. Uh, it has the power to encourage us and draw us out of those deep valleys that the psalmist King David speaks of so many times in the Book of Psalms, allowing us to turn our hearts to praise. Uh, another area that that I mentioned is is really really important is our church family and and pastors are another area we can turn to um, or for those not in a church I would encourage you to find a church with a good biblical foundation uh, we can talk to our pastors about areas we're struggling in <clears throat> excuse me or need some clarification in uh, confide in your pastor or, or close friends in the church whom you trust. Take advice from those whom you think are giving uh, you guidance from the Bible. Uh, this is called fellowship, which can reduce the loneliness and increase our closeness to brothers and sisters in Christ. First uh, John one three and and seven speak t- to this, uh, and they say, "We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard, so that you may also have." So you also may have fellowship with us, and our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And then he goes on in verse 7, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his Son, purifies us from all sin. By these verses, uh, when we fellowship with each other, we also fellowship with Jesus Christ and his Father, God. John tells us that his fellowship will bring us joy. Joy is the opposite of depression. In other words, the church family provides us with a way out of our depression and will help us to avoid suicide and can really, really save our communities and, and uplift the, these these communities, uh, bringing more people to Christ. Uh, but n- not only that, just saving people from from these these high suicide rates that that we see. People need beacons of hope, um, and the Bible is another beacon of hope for us. Uh, it's a wonderful gift from our heavenly Father. Uh, by digging into our Bibles each and every day and turning to it for answers, we draw closer to God and allow Him to speak to us through the words that He inspired. Those who fall away from the Bible reading and studying are far more likely to be depressed. As Christians, we should strive to never stop learning from God, never stop being thirsty for His words. Jesus knew that the Old Testament uh, which is the only Bible that he had access 
to at the time when 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 he was uh, on earth he he studied these books and he taught his disciples to learn its contents um this should be a huge example for us that if Jesus studied the bible and and knew its contents that we should be doing the same uh the bible should be like a child's security blanket or a stuffed animal to a christian uh, we should feel uncomfortable when we are away from it and desire to be back to the Bible. By allowing God to speak through us and through his word, uh, we should feel safe and, and secure. Uh, he, he speaks to us through every word in the Bible and, and, and all of its pages. He, he, he is speaking to us. Uh, and he wants us to listen. We we just need to dig into the Bible. The Bible will provide us with hope. Uh, hope isn't that uh, what our world and our our, our our world leaders have tried to strip from us uh, with COVID, war, and with societal divides. Um, as Christians, we should never feel hopeless. And when we do, we should immediately go to the Bible for hope. First John three three uh, says, "Everyone who has this hope in Him purifies himself, just as He is pure." So, what what that is is saying is that hope is in Him. Jesus is our hope. He is our salvation, the one that we can be purified by. Hope is our joy. Paul states in Romans 12, 12 to 3, uh, or 12 thir- uh, to th- and 13, uh, he says, sorry, I lost my place. Um, I'll actually start in 11. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep up your spiritual fervor, serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with God's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. So, what is he saying in this? He's saying be patient in our afflictions, um, and at the same time being faithful in our prayer which is wonderful advice from someone who knew what it was to suffer for Christ. Uh, And again, he also states to be joyful in our hope. What do we gather from this? Turn to the Bible. It is full of messages of hope, of peace, and a path to true joy through Jesus Christ and a relationship with God the Father. I want you all to remember these things when you feel depressed or suicidal. Remember that we have hope. We have a way to peace and a path to joy. If suicidal, then please do seek medical help. Suicide is never the answer. Uh, If you know my testimony, then you know that I struggled through suicide attempts, and I'm no stranger to God saving my life time and time again. Uh, Remember, you are not alone. God loves you. I love you. If you need someone to talk to, please reach out. My email is in my channel description. I'm always willing to be a a listening ear. 
Uh, you can also message me on Minds, uh, which I just joined, and, and I will respond. Uh, don't let hopelessness and despair overwhelm you. The best advocate for your mental health is, is yourself. You have to fight for yourself. Find the help you need. No one can help you if you don't want help. God is there to help you. You just need to seek him. So please seek him and again, feel free to reach out. I, I will respond to you.